Aaron Whitlow. And Quentin Hollis. Uh, we are the Mark Out Movie Podcast. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to be uh, doing a analyze this. Uh, we're going to be analyzing uh, the impact and just the film that is The Exorcist that was made in 1973. Uh, it actually was released December 26, 1973, directed by William Fritkin. A uh, story by William Peter Blading and a screenplay by the same name. Based off of a, a novel we just found out uh, in like researching this. Uh, do you have a? Do you, uh, I can give you the synopsis and then Quentin can uh, kind of give you what the uh, ratings are across the board. Um, all right, so one of the most uh, profitable horror movies ever made. This tells. This tale of an exorcism is based loosely on actual events. When young Reagan Reagan, uh, starts acting odd, levitating, uh, speaking in tongues, her worried mother seeks medical help only to to hit a dead end. And a local priest, however, thinks the the girl may be uh, seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism. The church sends in an expert to help with a difficult job. It, you know, that's an option. I mean, that's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so as far as the ratings go, it's 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 uh, kind of funny. I would think they would have been, well, higher, but it's that's fine. The IMDB gave it 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes. 85% and Metacritic 81% and then 87% of the Google users like this film. I was looking at the cast and I, I noticed that Linda Blair, I guess she was a newcomer mm-hmm. and she um, she was listed last on the list of actors mm. and this she and, I, and I'm thinking but she's the one that almost everyone remembers was in the movie like yeah. uh, you can't hardly find someone who can name the other actors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly. That's how that's how powerful her character was, of course. Uh, she was the main character. Um, you know, what's interesting is from, and again, now this, these are from sources that I've read, and you might want to look it up, but um, the actual uh, character or the story, the actual you know, uh, victim or the young person who was possessed was a little boy, mm-hmm. and um, I believe the house or the 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 the, uh, the person lived in the, the D.C. area. It could have been considered George, not Georgetown. Um, could have been considered um, one of the areas outside of D.C. But if I'm not mistaken, when I had attended Howard University. That was the big thing. People would say, "Are you going to go to the um, the actual house where the boy um, uh, grew up?" And it was a tour like that set up to go see it. However, I think in the '80s or I can't remember when they decided to block off his room because people would report, you know, feeling nauseous or having headaches, extreme headaches, and things like that. So it was, you know, it, 
I don't have the people in the, uh, or the list of people who claim to have had these headaches, but they just said that that was the reason why they closed it off, that it was, it was becoming too problematic for people to visit his room, and, but you could still visit the house. And that's where I also learned that the, the side of the house did not, <clears throat> did not have those steps, the classic steps where the, at the end where the priest jumps out and he falls mm -hmm. down. That's actually a set of stairs that I did go visit these stairs. It's a set of stairs that are located on Georgetown University's campus. And so it's between, I want to say it's like their science building and something else, because I did go see those, and it was even creepy to look at those. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I never went to the house. I wish I had. Uh, just like when I go to New York and I stay in Long Island, you know, you, you take a train, or you could take a train, was it Long Island? Not Long Island, it's, um, uh, it's, it might be Long Island, but anyway, as you take this train, and I take it all the time because I stay in this area sometime, most of the time, and it, it, you pass Amityville Horror, the, yeah, uh, the, house. the house, and you can actually get off on that stop. It's, it's a town called Am Amityville, and, um, and you can take a tour there too, but a lot of people you know, claim to have headaches and get sick and, and this and that. But I and I think so, they also changed the way that that house looked. Like, yeah, like they, the they homeowners. Yeah, they changed the up. they changed the the layout of the house. I heard the the iconic looking eye the the, the eye, eye windows. The eye windows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you could still go, I guess, visit the house. So I, I I keep telling myself I need to visit the Exorcist house and the Amityville house. Just yeah, to, I would like to <laughs> just to visit. But anyway, back to the movie. So yeah, th those were the ratings, and um, and yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, yeah, Exorcist, um, <clears throat> man. Uh, just in my, I went back and watched a little bit of it. Uh, I have I have a Blu-ray that has like all the Exorcist movies, uh, okay. including Exorcist, and then the the extended director's cut of Exorcist, uh, and uh, then Exorcist Two, The Heretic, and then Exorcist Three. Uh, and then uh, there was Exorcist Dominion and Exorcist Beginning. Uh, I remember seeing one of them in theaters, The Beginning, um, yeah. and and there was a controversy because the they fired the director halfway through, and so what you end up with is two movies that that is vastly different, I believe. But yeah. so they released both of them. But um, this movie, the one that started off. Um, it's um this child it's a uh, child of Linda Blair. She's just such a it's like she even even at a young age she was I felt like she was very commanding. Her presence on, on screen was very commanding, mm -hmm. you know. And uh and for her to then like she played like a like she was a little girl. But yeah. she played a little girl. She played as if she was a little girl, like believable, you know, and then like when she became uh, more and more possessed, or whatever. Um, the, her shift in her personality uh, was just so it's so uncomfortable to see, and I and and in watching that, I felt that way. I felt uncomfortable uh, most of the time. Oh really? Yeah, because I felt uncomfortable like 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 as a like as an adult as an adult watching this film now, uh, whereas I watched it when I was younger. You know, I'm like more sympathetic towards the adults. Like, oh man, that's, that's a terrible thing to have your child go through. Yeah, something like that. You know, um, 
on that point, you know, it's funny how when people talk about things, it stirs the memory relative to what they're with what the other person said, right? So I I didn't think about that until you just said that, and I think that's what makes this movie so impressive, is she really makes it believable, and the director and the uh, of course the writer, they they make it a believable transition from a little innocent girl to the actual devil that you see. Like it's almost like you don't see the girl anymore. You see like the de I mean you see the, what's supposed to be the spirit, right? And the devil. And and so it's almost like it it moves you and, and so you're trying to get back to the girl and the girl will pop up every once in a while. You know, please help me or whatever help you know. And it's like, "Oh wow, you know, they took me way back from you know, from or they took me so far back from the devil to way back when we first saw this girl. Now we see her again. Oh, get her, get her, get her. You know, that kind of thing. Save her, save her. So it was, um, and for her to not have that much experience in movie making mm -hmm. and acting, as, as far as we know, I don't know. She might have been a stage actor or whatever. Ever since yeah, she was I, little. I have no idea. <laughs> but, but she, that was believable. I mean, that was... And it was it was horrifying. And it was it was unsettling. To and it's that. a shame that uh, for Linda Blair herself, she hadn't been in much more since. You know, she'd been in like she'd been in Exorcist two, uh, and then uh, she was in a Exorcist uh, rip off movie called Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen, where uh, like she was she plays a mother that at one point in her childhood was possessed by the devil, mm -hmm. and she becomes possessed again. And Leslie Nielsen comes in as this preacher, this priest, to uh, exercise her, uh, which it was it was all done for comedy, which I liked the movie. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, the uh, but she but then she might have been in like little here, little there, little yeah, cameos. No, yeah, but nothing like. Nothing. I think you will always associate. Her yeah, with and that's that. the thing, and that's what I was gonna say. I think that she she did such a great job, and this is uh, and it's a it's a, sh a shame that this happens for actors, but they do such a great job in roles, certain roles of characters. Now people see them only as that character, mm -hmm. and they can never associate them with anything else. Daniel Radcliffe did a great job as Harry Potter, mm -hmm. and so no matter what he's in in his life, they're gonna always think of him as Harry Potter. Right. No matter what. He could play the president of the United States, and we'd be like Harry Potter is the president. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And same with Linda Blair. She can play a doctor, and we're going to be like, oh, that's uh, Reagan from, from Exorcist. Mm -hmm. She's just like playing the doctor. And, and you know, it's just maybe it's a credit to, for how good they are, but also it's a curse because, yeah. you know. Well, and then with just memory itself, the way it works, you know, with uh, if something is... So if it's something super meaningful and important and it makes you emotional, it's going to stick in that memory. So you're talking about not only did she do a great job acting, the, 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 the idea of possession and demons and things like that, that's so emotionally uh, uh, in, in, inspiring or emotionally triggering, right, uh, of a mechanism that, that I've our brains remember that image so when I think of somebody being possessed her face comes up as, as far as a movie you know if somebody says hey 
if you ever seen a movie in which somebody's possessed, boom, her mm. image comes, her face comes up. So that's hard to move from when you're trying to, you know, mm. act in a child's, a children's comedy or something like that. When yeah. I see you, yeah. it triggers my emotion of somebody's, you know, you know, so, but. Um, that's true, that's true. You know, but with Back to Exorcist, you know, I remember growing up, and so I was only three years old when this was made. But I remember seeing it when I was maybe only five or six. So I guess by then it was on, it might have been like on uh, on TV back then. They had something called on TV. It was, mm. it was right before HBO. And those were special boxes that you could buy and you could turn it on and it played just movies. Um, so it was like, I remember on TV and then it, there was the HBO home box office. You know, you had this little box that you could turn on and it had a few, few uh, shows in, during the day, but most of it came on it in, in the PM. Yeah, and then it went to some sort of cable box, and then a bit, and then you had all the chat. But anyway, that's a the, the, the sort of maturation. I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, I remember. So they would turn it on. My family would turn it on, and they said we were going to watch The Exorcism. My father and older brother, I guess they had already seen it, so they were like, "This movie is so scary." Blah blah. blah. You know, we don't know if you all, you know, Quentin and Melvin, my brother, who's a little older, uh, if you all should watch it. And they were teasing us. And then we were like, no, we want to watch it. So I remember, I remember, like, begging to watch this movie. And then popcorn, it's dark, and then here comes this movie. And I didn't think it was anything big in the beginning. It was because it moves kind of slow. And even the peeing on the floor, you know, the very first, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, you know. I didn't, nothing as as a five-year-old, nothing clicked. But I think when I start seeing the images of her face transforming, um, the coldness, that, that was impressionable to me because my grandmother used to tell us, she was very religious, <laughs> you'll know when the devil's around because the temperatures will change uh, because he's a manipulator of the environment and this and that. And the, the most common one is he'll, it's cold because he represents death. And I've seen know? in other movies where they, where uh, they, done, where they play with the whole aspect, uh, whether it's the devil or ghost, mm -hmm. like they have the temperature dropping, and you like people can see their breath, and like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, something's, yeah. something's uh, changed here. Yeah. And we don't know if that comes from some old, you know, the the Greeks and all that with that uh, the, the the god that was sent below Earth. Hades. There you go. Yeah. And that is cold down there, and you try, but anyway. So when I saw her breath change and her face change and the cuts and the, then she began to look really grotesque. The, the lips, yeah, her lips were chapped. Yeah, that that stuff began to creep me out, and the voice changing, um, the tube running up her nose. Yeah, to yeah. get the food to her, you know. Yeah, so those images that that's what began, and so by the end of that movie, I just remember being so terrified. Um, so yeah, it was one of the most. Um, impressionable movies that and Jaws uh, in my life because they came at about the same time yeah. for me about five years of age yeah. uh, I remember when I was a kid and it wasn't uh, Exorcist but I remember going to the movies my aunt and my uncle they were brother and sister but they she was babysitting me but she went to the, to the movies okay. and so she took me to see Full Metal Jacket uh, as a kid I was like I had to be a good six or seven okay you know like too young to see full metal jacket mm -hmm. 
And so I remember watching this movie over at the Martin Twin Theater, uh, and uh, and watching this movie and laughing at the beginning because the guy walking with his pants down, sucking on his finger. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, and I thought it was so funny, you know. Uh, and then like once, it, like once uh, they start beating him with the soap, and the mood the mood changed for me, and I didn't. I realized I shouldn't laugh. Like there's some off about it you know okay. like it's no longer funny yeah. and then like it just got creepier and creepier kind of like with you and the exorcist it just got mm-hmm. creepier and creepier even even though it's not a horror movie but it had horror in it yeah. you know and then like with him I remember I'll never forget the scene of him sitting on the on the toilet and he comes in the restroom and he's kind of looking over his eyes like mm-hmm. like with his eyes down or his head down but his eyes looking and and he, like he looks like a creature, he looks like a right. monster. And I remember as a kid seeing that, and that just it freaked me out, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it stuck with me. And just something that even to this day, I I remember it. Right. Just, it stuck with me, just kind of like with Linda Blair, uh, Reagan, and um, and her and her. Uh, for me, the scene in that movie, in Exorcist, that stuck with me was. Uh, uh, the uh, scene where she like got really violent, like said, you know, f me, f me, you know, and like with the crucifix, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then like in the in the head, you know, and just and just how the sounds, like like the sounds, like you know, in movies today, they rely heavily on like uh, sounds, like if somebody jumps out and scares you. You know, they're going to have a sharp spike sound, like, ching. You're like, oh, my gosh. You know, and then afterwards, you're like, ooh, it's just you, Bob. You know, <laughs> you know. Whereas in that movie, there was nothing that associated itself with that. And so, like, when the fire shoots up when she's going through the attic. Looking, oh, yeah, yeah. And there was no sound, just that, woof, the flame. And she's like, oh, it startles her. You know, mm-hmm. or or um, whenever you hear something crashes or crashing or... um just the way that that movie plays with sound, yeah, it's sound in itself is creepy in that movie. Even if it's the mo- most mundane thing, yeah. like pickaxes. Right, right. I agree. I think, you know, it's a testament of that of the movie itself. They didn't have to rely though on, like you said, those cheap, you know, make you jump type sounds. It, they were just horrific because of their placement. And where they were coming from, so her, you know, her, her breathing, you know, her, uh, you know, that kind of when, when she would pause or, or, um, or her voice, you know, um, the sound. And I can't even remember if there was a sound when her head. So for, for yeah. me, the most memorable points and parts were the head completely turning around. Of course, as a five-year-old, you think, what in the heck, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was a sound. It was, it was a sound of uh, like like crickling, like yeah. like yeah. like like almost like some cracking and popping, like almost yeah. as if stuff is ripping. Yeah, yeah. And so and and now you know, as an older person, you know it's not possible and all that. But but it made it was believable. People didn't joke about it. You know, I mean, they made comedians made fun of it later. But I'm talking about people in the movie at the time. They didn't say, "Oh, that lost me." After that, it wasn't scary anymore because that's not even possible. It was like, no, everybody believed 
that was possible. And you weren't even like looking for graphics, you know, like in the neck or in the, mm-hmm. the you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the shoulder blades. You, you weren't even looking for that. It was such a, uh, su- such a surprising, uh, not, not cheesy at all. It was like, it was fitting. It was like, here's this spirit showing you that it has complete control over this girl. Over this girl. And it can do whatever, yeah, it wants. Yeah. And, and and even what you think is not possible. So that image was was of course one of the most pivotal uh, our most um, um permanent uh it uh, images edged into my brain. And then the other was um uh what was that? Oh the other was uh probably I would say probably maybe the bed levitating. Levitating, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that scene, man. Yeah, uh, that that was probably the other. With with that with the bed levitating. Um even going back and watching this the other day, uh, and the mom and like so the mom just like tucks her in, gives her a kiss, she's laying down asleep. And so she's this is right after she pees on the ground. Uh, and there's the housekeeper down there. Just sh- sh- sh. you, you just hear that the sound of that that sponge mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. on the carpet. It, it does a great job with the sound. And then all of a sudden, you hear like the mom's on the steps, like she's about to walk down the steps. And then you hear crash, crash, crash. And then you're like, "Mommy, stop making, stop making, stop, mommy." You know. And then she she goes in there and looks. And see this bed just going, bouncing, ooh, 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 and yeah. as a parent, her response was to just jump on the bed mm-hmm. to maybe make it stop, and just like she, like the 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 mind, the the way the mind does, mm-hmm. and your and your not just the mind but your response to things, you don't even realize that that makes no sense, like 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 or right. or that right. that. You know, you just think, oh, I gotta spring into action and save. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reminds me of with with John F. Kennedy and his assassination, and uh, and um, uh, Jack, Jackie Onassis Kennedy, uh, Jackie O, when he got when he got assassinated and his and the the kill shot mm-hmm. happened and his head came off, exploded. It exploded. Uh-huh. She her reaction was to grab his head and put it back on. Yeah. It's just like like it's like she wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. It's just like it's almost as if someone dropped something like, Oh here, let me catch mm-hmm. this real quick for you. Mm-hmm. It's just her response was just to do that. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like like in like in hindsight she's like, Oh, that would have done no good, you know. But it just it's just and that's what I got from that that scene. That's what it reminded me of. That's what it triggered for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty horrific too, but yeah. So that and, and back to your sound point, I think Exorcist is one of those movies that if somebody is studying how to place sounds with things to make them creepy, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good study um, because again, they didn't try to do anything cheesy. Um, the music that came in was was very timely, like they didn't play it. During the actual horrifics, they they played it in a scene where, like, she's just walking home. Yeah, and so, but it's still creepy score. Oh, but there's nothing creepy. creepy going on at but that point. But there's nothing going. 
So it's one of those, um, you know, sometimes I think, well, and of course, I'm coming from a psych background. I always I think of it in different ways, that way. But if you place the music right before or right after something horrific, we're going to associate the music with the horrific thing. So it's the dog and salivation and the Pavlov thing. Yeah, okay. So that's classic uh, horror, horror uh, sound making 101. It makes so much sense. It makes so much as sense. A, as opposed to putting the music always when it when it's happening. It no, you don't have to do that. You just, here's the music. The heart begins to, oh, what is this about? Then later... Boom. So you don't even have to have a lot of music or sounds no. then. It's hard. And then the next time we play that music at the end of the movie, it we don't even have to show you anything horrific. Yeah. And so that's why it's classic for him to play it at the end. When the, after the preacher fought the goat, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. The ding ding ding. Because it's like we're leaving you with this Yeah, this image. Yeah. Oh man, and, and that's and we're leaving you with this sound now. We don't even have to show you anything hard, uh, horrific. When you leave the theater, you already are creating the. Yeah. You're, you're creating the reaction that I want you to create, or that I'm hoping you create from the yours. response. The response, and, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me of what you said about that. Was like uh, with um, uh, Nightmare on M Street or no or Friday Thirteenth, Friday Thirteenth, like the, you know, the just kill, kill, kill my mom, you know. That 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 uh that little it it happens not while Jason's killing folks right but it happens prior to like mm-hmm. you hear that and it's a, a, it 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 gives you the the audience that response of oh uh, Jason's around mm-hmm. something's about to happen somebody about to die you know yeah or yeah. Michael for Michael Myers it was like that um um uh, you know like that little uh that. Not just the howling. Yeah, he had that little da da. Yeah, so it had that just to kind of like give you that. Oh my goodness! And but then if you actually go back and watch that movie, when uh, Jamie's in the house, uh, when uh, Lori Strode, uh, <laughs> real name Jamie, but Lori Strode, when she's in the house and she's trying to hide from Michael. Um, the sound is like there's no musical score there. I don't believe so. Uh, there is just silence. And then when he pops up behind it from behind the couch and she takes a crochet needle and stabs him in the throat, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, jabs him in the neck and he's like this and he's pulling it out like that. Like there's like just the just the sound of the house and the sound of his breathing and the mask and mm-hmm. and you know and just and you know so it does more for you than. It does more for you than, uh, like, let's just have his music played the whole time. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and this movie does a great job with that. Like, yeah. yeah. No, Exorcist was perfect in that. And and uh, and then so so looking at the effects of the movie Exorcist, mm-hmm. for, um, for one, I, I don't see any. There aren't too many movies that that can make something is believe make the possession thing believable um or as believable as the exorcist did 
they don't to me they don't sacrifice the comedy or the peacefulness um yeah they don't sacrifice mm -hmm. that thing the comedy or the peacefulness they try to put it in the movie somehow mm -hmm. and i think it's just to make people who maybe either make the movie or they're afraid that, that no one will see their movie so they they try to appease those things Exorcists to me did not try to do that. Mm. Although at the end you felt like it's a relief that she's okay. Although it's bittersweet because you know that they the priest the priest is affected is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah or he's dead. Yeah, and, and so now so he was affected. So there's a huge sacrifice, and even then, like you leave feeling like you know, okay, you know, she's okay, but. But you're not for sure that she is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like, yeah, the priest took it. But, and he jumped out the window to try to kill it. But it's not, is it it's dead? not to be killed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not really dead, but it did leave. And it got out of the girl's body for yeah. now, temporarily. Yeah. But are they going to stay in that same house? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, like, you know, no, I wouldn't. Are but, they going to stay in the same city? But she was. Gonna... I didn't realize this. Uh, and she I don't was know if making they a movie or something. But... She was making a movie. Who? Uh, the mom. She. That's why she's in town. She's an actress, and she was staying in the house while she's filming that movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so yeah, once yeah, that movie's wrapped, she's she gonna go back gone. to it. Yeah. yeah. But no, hey, it, you'd be hard pressed to have me stay that house. <laughs> that's like the poltergeist house. Uh, you know. Man, I don't care. As soon as we get Caroline back, Caroline back, ain't no way we stay in this right. house. Know, we ain't ever come back to this house. Like, leave everything. I ain't coming back for nothing. You, if the dog's there, the dog's left. Mm -hmm. You know. But uh, this movie, uh, it does. It did something where uh, a movie prior to this, Rosemary's Baby, which is 1968, uh, was about this woman who uh, gave birth to. Uh, uh, the child, something like the demon, the devil, or something like that. The Satan's child. And then, like, I think I don't know if uh, I don't I'm think curious. there was a movie ever made like this before. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to see. I was trying to see when um, the Omen came out. Um, the Omen movie. It's seventy six. Yeah, I was so this is this predates it. So Rosemary, okay, sixty eight, but even then, that wasn't, wasn't as hardcore. And that it wasn't, wasn't as scary, right? And it wasn't a possession of a of a human no adult it was or, like or, just a or, cult. i shouldn't say a human adult a human uh child adolescent adult or whatever it was just the child it was like you just assume the child yeah and the they didn't even show like what maybe they the showed the eyes i'm not sure no no because no, she's like she just mentions oh my god his eyes yeah did you yeah. see his eyes see, so they didn't you know, touch anything yeah. like let's put somebody on on camera who's possessed by a devil and let's have them act as if they let's let's relive some of these trials that we hear about of exorcisms. Yeah. We're gonna put it on. We're gonna show that was never done. No, and, and I think that's probably also the big draw. And what this movie did is not only spawn two different genre of films. I, I would I would argue spawn two different genre of films. It spawned the possessed movie. Yeah, definitely the possessed. Yeah, it it is the, grand, it is the grandfather of that. Possessed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, granddaughter, grandmother, because it's a woman. But yeah, yeah, no, but no, it's a grand, it's the granddaddy of all possession movies, 
And then also, it's the granddaddy. I would argue the granddaddy of demon or uh, uh, devil like type of movies. Because from there, the Omen came out in '76, so I think that they kind of gave way for something like that, okay. the Omen to come okay. out. Whereas the Omen, as scary as it seemed, is not is nowhere as scary as no. as Exorcist. No. Like you know, uh, it has some horrific scenes in the Omen. But nothing, nothing compares to just the the scenes that were in The Exorcist. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But uh, also, I was going to mention this. Um, uh, it also spawned a lot of Exorcist ripoffs. Like, so in yeah. in a black exploitation film called Abby, <laughs> which I never seen it. Abby is about black, a little black girl that's possessed by the devil. It's pretty much exorcist, but with black folk. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's, um, uh, in 74, Satan came out, and there's, like, just different, different. I'm not going to name them all, but there's different little horror movies that came out that just is, like, from, because of this movie. And then later on, obviously, we are aware of uh, all these different, Exorcist movies, mm-hmm. like the last the last exorcism of Emily Rose yeah, or whatever Emily the exorcism, in, which when I seen that that scared me because mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was it was very creepy. But it wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for right. Yeah, no, the, the, the exorcist was the, the the leader of all of that that march. So we give a lot of you know pay a lot of homage to them. They get a lot of credit. Um, Comedians talked about The Exorcist, uh, probably Richard Pryor. (laughs) Richard Pryor had some cool ones. Uh, Even Saturday Night Live with Richard Pryor, I think, had a skit. Yeah, Um, he did, and that was funny. But uh, it was a um, it was a moving film. It was a transitional film. It came after the '60s, so you had new demons, new scary images of people. You know, because of that movement, you know, people had dreams of now some different demons, different evil people. And to see now a white little girl be possessed, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, 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 in, that in itself kind of triggers a lot of discussion. Yeah, especially for black the folks. 60s. Yeah, with following the black folks. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, with black folks yeah, following it, yeah. Because we was like, because uh, I've heard comedians say, Man, if my daughter was possessed, uh-huh. you know, like, man, I would have left her and that house, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, man, that's all right. We just don't need to be here no more, and you just, you good. Uh-huh. You seem like you're doing all right by yourself. So right, as right. soon as your head turned around, it's over, you know. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so it, it it was, I mean, it was it was monumental. And it was a film that a lot of people would warn you, uh, even even to this day, they'll say you don't want to watch that. Or, um, or don't want to watch it alone. That's right. Stuff it's, like that. it's still the measurement of, mm. or you know, of, of a good um, supernatural evil spirit horror movie, uh, you know, films. Uh, as far as for me, I mean, I think it it is probably the movie that got me into wanting to see horror. Um, yeah, I would say for sure it was the it was the movie that said to me, uh, you know, this genre. Is pretty mm. cool. Yeah, it's 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 unlike other movies. You know, um, so yeah, that movie. Uh, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, that movie it, it did something for me too, uh, as far as like, if it wasn't for the actresses, then um, the movie that really horror film that really just like really grabbed me 
and freaked me out as a kid and the image I can never forget was um was um Evil Dead. Um and and I would say that the exorcist kinda helped spark because it's about possession as well. Mm-hmm. And demons and you know, and things like that. Because um, the father in in Evil Dead, uh, the people that lived in the cabin, uh-huh. was uh, uh, architectures. They were not architecture. Uh, were uh, they were um, uh, explorers or something like that. And he found like uh, the Book of the Dead essentially, and uh, and started reading reading out loud. And that's how they became possessed, and oh, okay. you know, and the and the and the demons, and you know, was there. And uh, this movie, like, when I was a kid, seeing Evil Dead, seeing the scene where she's like looking up from the cross space, you know, the with the hatch, but it's kind of chained, and she's looking. Mm-hmm. She's like, come, come down here and help me, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just so creepy to me, and uh, and it stuck with me, but that. It, that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for Exorcist, and and because uh, that movie is just so unsettling. I can only imagine what it was like for people back then uh-huh. to see that movie. Mm-hmm. And people, uh, I've heard people uh, say that it's, they didn't find Exorcist that scary at all, and they don't find it, you know, like that. I, I would say that, you know, people have their own opinions and mm-hmm. choices. Uh, I won't ever say, well, you're you're dumb or anything right. like that. And it won't scare everybody. No. It wouldn't scare everybody because if you, for one, if you don't believe in possession, mm-hmm. right, that throws it all completely out the door. If you don't believe in Catholicism, that could also throw it completely you know, out the door. You don't believe in the preacher being able to do this mm-hmm. and with the cross and holy water. If you don't believe, it, you're not going to relate to it. Like So horror comes from, horror comes from, to me, your ability to see how real that is in your life. Yeah, amen. You know what I mean? So yeah. if I see that that could happen to me, that makes it more horrific. Amen. Yeah. So if I, if I, so I can watch a movie about women, uh, you know, losing their mind during menopause or something, and, and, and then they go and hurt themselves. I wouldn't be able to relate to that, so it may not be horrific for me. But if I was a woman, it might. So... I'm only saying that to just say that in horror, with, and this is the beauty of individualized, you know, uh, horror films, mm-hmm. if they can make something that makes me believe that that could happen to me, then it's going to be horrific for me. They're going to tap into my fears that I dream about, that I think about when I'm by myself. If you show me that in a film, that's why when I try to do my little script writing thing, I usually ask people, and even Sid Field said, you should do this. Ask people, what scares you? Like, you know, what scares you? So then I can start to, I can get a, a consensus of what scares these people of this of today? And then I create, create the monster and the skit from that, mm-hmm. right? To identify that and then to make the monster identify with that. And that's why it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful but hard, horrific thing that after World War I, Certain monsters came after Godzilla. World War II. We yeah. talked about this last time. Certain monsters came after 9-11. Certain monsters came. Yeah. You know, and after the 60s, to me, it was like, who who makes this, this, um, this evilness of wanting to kill and hurt people? 
you know, who makes this this coming out of the 60s? Why would they want to treat people like this? Why do we want to? So that creates these new yeah. ideas. And then, oh, boom, here it is. The devil is yeah. in us. And and honestly, you know? uh, with that, with that being said, you know, uh, with the with that. Uh, so the monsters of the 50s and early 60s were the monsters of the atomic days like oh giant wasp or giant or aliens or creatures from da 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 you know those things that's kind of hammy stuff like that but then uh, America going through uh, you know Vietnam and seeing images of war and then also uh, prior to that with the uh, Helter Skelter with Charles Manson just being seeing such visceral things and images then people you can't can't get me no more with the giant mo people you can't get me no more with that you gotta get me with something that's a little bit more grittier mm-hmm. a little bit more creepier and Exorcist was able to do that mm-hmm. Exorcist was able to do that Jaws was able to do that to see oh uh, something as simple as swimming can be dangerous mm-hmm. you know uh, with with a shark and and just and just and you're not seeing the shark just knowing that the shark's there and that's what's creepy not knowing the danger is there well and and well and that's the that's the other element to horror to me and that's what jo- so Jaws and the Exorcist today could not be made um, Godzilla today could not be made, and it has it, and it has the same horrific appeal to it. Mm. Now it's just a monster movie. Yeah, so it's now yeah, it's just a monster movie. Yeah, like it's, the, the it's original, action almost. What is its original purpose is gone. It's gone. Right? Yeah, and and so to so this is to your point. Um, it, it, I have to identify with it, right? But it also has to be about the unknown. We didn't know too much about exorcisms. So it was perfect for them to show us at that time. Now we know a lot about it. So you can you can make another one now. It's not going to create the same buzz. Because we know a lot about it. And then religion has dropped a little bit in our society. right? All around the world, religion has fallen off. Back then, religion is what we had to hold on to. You know, so it was still pretty pr- prominent. Yeah. So, but the unknown was was there. So we didn't know about spirits. Before then, you take any horror movie. Um, you know, um, Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby. That was after the fifties when all these, um, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the birthing, the birthing me- methods that would create these these um, stillbirths, and uh, you had a lot of issues with. Um, I uh, forget that type of birth where we used to drug women. Um, uh, uh, you mean what is the name? Pregnancies? No, it's uh, uh but anyway, there's you can look it up uh, back in this all the way up until the 70s actually, but but late 50s, all the way to the 70s where we drugged women because birth was such a mystery and we thought women were psychotic and this and that. Mm. So here comes Rosemary's baby, uh, you know. So that's time. That's timely, right? So back to your point, the unknown is what makes us afraid, and then, and then us being able to attach to those personal things is what makes us afraid. Mm. So if you can create a movie today about some unknown thing that's pretty prominent, 
mm. it's going to be horrific and it's going to be ground uh, uh, altering and changing. So the only thing I can think of right now, for example, could be something that explains our existence here. You know, um, that can be pretty horrific. Yeah. So, because we don't know that something still. that something that explains hasn't been seen almost right versus because uh, you know we like you said we've seen we now when they when Dracula and uh, and we're in this uh, when oh, Dracula yeah, yeah, yeah. We forget about uh, when Dracula uh, first came out <laughs> like I'm talking about like uh, the Universal Monster Dracula uh-huh, when it yeah. first came out when people saw that horrific type of thing oh man who's this guy the cape you know but now we've had, we have went past that whole what we think of it as a vampire you know uh to a point where now to me dracula is no longer scary mm-hmm. versus say um uh the dude uh, dandridge from uh from fright night he's scarier to me than right. dracula right. or or the dude from uh uh, uh, thirty days a night or whatever oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that that vampire in the suit with yeah, blood yeah. that's creepy, mm-hmm. or what blade fought the uh, you know with the mm-hmm. mouth go open it that's creepy, mm-hmm. uh, and so we can't you know uh, it it's kind of lost its thing unless you <coughs> unless someone takes it and says okay let's reinvent this you know and that's i think it's what they halloween did with michael myers with the last one that kind of reinvented him a little bit made him a little bit more creepier his kills was harder and just like like just in your face you know um but like with godzilla you stayed before godzilla was initially uh, because of nuclear radiation and all that stuff now people's like hey, that ain't that ain't that ain't scaring me, you know. But if somebody says, "Oh, well, he's uh, Godzilla does this because of global warming," or right, or, or he does it like because of I don't know. Like uh, we, yeah, if we showed we showed some kind of thing that was going to be developed because of global warming, like mm-hmm. we melt we're melting the ice caps, and so something under there that we don't want to discover that identifies where we're headed comes up and it surfaces. Yeah. That could that could freak us out. Yeah. Um so you know, so so that's why I love the the evolution of horror is because it it, it evolves based on like I said society's fears, its number one fears. Yeah. And and then it evolves in the sense of um the unknown, right? Uh and what's what's to come. So that's kind of like in the fears too. But then it's also personal too. So if I can if I can tap into all of those things, I'm gonna always be able to create you know great horror movies. But it's it's so that's what The Exorcist did for us, and I'm I'm thankful that that timely movie mm. right came about because it did spark a lot of movies that um, kind of took off for us. And, still, we're seeing, and, still and we still see still see the effects. Yeah, so it's, Conjuring is around because of the because of the Exorcist. Yeah. that's right. Uh, yeah. And it, Conjuring does with ghosts too, but also in the mm-hmm. first Conjuring, uh, it was I believe it was a demon mm-hmm. that's possessing the mother, and that's what and that was the little swerve in the movie is like you thought oh it's just ghosts, but in reality it's something more than that. And to me, I demon. sometimes I think ghost is a. It's the Bud Light of, yeah. 
of demons and the yeah. devil. It's like it, it people can it's not as taboo. Yeah. Me, Doing things with the devil is yeah. taboo. For me for me, uh demon like for <laughs> me, ghosts, I don't personally believe in ghosts. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. But I do believe in the devil and I believe in uh, demons. Right. And so I believe it's just my theory. I believe that when people say they see a ghost, what they're probably seeing is a demon. Mm. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and so, and that, and that's horrific to me because I believe they exist. I believe that, uh, people can get possessed. Mm-hmm. I believe that people can, you know, I believe in that stuff. And so, yeah, that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I might get creeped out watching a little ghost movie or something like that, but in reality, I'm like, it's not as creepy. But now, if that ghost turns out to be a demon, that's, that changes it for me. And I think that's where um, Amityville Horror came from. Is it was the kid supposedly was possessed by a demon, or or, or some type of spirit mm-hmm. that caused him to kill his uh, his his parents and siblings and. And then that that entity remained in the house, mm-hmm. um, and then the uh, what is it? Uh, Son of Sam claims that you know the devil made him. David Berkowitz claimed that the devil made him do it, and and things like that. It's mm-hmm. just it's creepy. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like like you can't when it comes to crazy, <laughs> and when it comes to devil, you know that's just two things that just like it's so. It's, it's, it's unsettling because you don't know how to respond to it. That's why I haven't seen, and I will end. Yeah, we, ain't, we were not going to have time to review that. Other yeah, one. yeah. We have, we have yeah, to do it next week. Yeah. But uh, the um, what what gets me, man, is uh, what movie was, I was I was just saying that. I'm sorry. What was that? What was I saying? Uh, about the b- b- believing in the demons and, and uh, Senate. Um Instead of the ghost, and that you said that, but it's the demons yeah. that um, you see when people talk about ghosts. They talk yeah. about demons. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I then, forget you were you were yeah, going into something yeah, else. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, but then the um, but but what, I'll go if and, yeah, go ahead, it, go might, it might spark your memory because um, you were talking about the belief system of mm-hmm. ghosts and demons. At one time, I used to, I think I used to believe in, a, in the idea of ghost. Now I don't. Um, I, I believe in there's some energies that are in the universe, period. Um, and some can be disturbing and unknown to us. I do this, I think about this when I think about animals. And like, sometimes a dog will be in a house and it will sense like something's not right, but I just think it's energy somehow. Mm. Um, my grandmother used to talk about the, the the demons a lot. She talked about like fallen angels and things like that. So um, I just think that there's some things that we don't know about. And these are some energies that we don't know about. And I think we may not exist only in this form is what I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 did I, but you were talking about some. I was, I was hoping that would spark your memory, but you were talking about e- either a movie or. Yeah, I was about to mention uh, something like I mentioned crazy and uh, crazy and the devil is a is a deadly combination, you know, yeah. uh, together, and uh, 
and like I mentioned David Berkowitz, I mentioned, uh, you know, that's the son of Sam and, uh, you know, just people that was possessed. And, and that's what's creepy to me is that, uh, you know, when you, uh, encounter something like a, a possessed person or you encounter someone that mentally is unstable, mm-hmm. it's just, it's that, um, it's, you don't know how to respond to it. You don't know what because you right, can't really you pinpoint how people are gonna do. And 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 no spoilers here, but we noticed this like in the movie we watched Joker last night. I was night. just thinking of that. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, there was there was moments where you like you don't know how he's gonna go. Like you don't know if he's gonna respond this way right. or he's gonna respond that way. Right. And there's so many moments in that movie that I was like. Oh well, this is it for this person, you know. <laughs> but then it wasn't. I'm like, oh man, because I felt like he's just so unstable. Yeah, and and so I was thinking of it in in relationship to this conversation with the exorcist and all that. The Joker could be considered, if somebody um, wanted to, as someone being possessed by an evil spirit. And and now, so if you watch that movie and think that it will make sense of why he's doing what he's doing and the visions, the hallucinations and the devil making him see what he wants to see and tricking him. And and then you could take a person who like, uh, so I think of my, my friend who worked, I don't want to say anybody's name, but he worked the case where the woman cut out the, the, the child uh, mm. from a pregnant woman and claimed to be, make it seem like it was hers. And one of the arresting uh, detectives said that uh, when I looked into her eyes, it, you could see the devil. But she probably was classic anti-social uh, or psychotic a little bit because she had a regular family life, but she had very little remorse for what she did. So that's those are classic Joker-like stuff. And the way she described it in the sense of this is my baby, I met, you know, the, it's my delusions of grandeur. And, um, you you know, it's your fault, it's her fault, it's everybody's fault but mine, antisocial behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of stuff. So you can take both of these people, and e- either one of them, you could say they're possessed by the, you know, evil spirits. And they might be, we don't know. You know, we, we never know. Uh, we, we Because we can't get into their heads, right? And yeah. so, yeah. Let me uh, bring this up real quick before, uh-huh. we, before we end. We actually went in a full hour, it seems like. I uh, know. But, uh, but, all right. The Exorcist. So, uh, in The Exorcist, uh-huh. uh, the mother at first, she doesn't know what's going on with her child. Uh, so, right. she um, she seeks uh, medical, you know, help. Uh, Ellen Burstyn? Uh, she uh, she seeks uh, like the medical speech that make that noise. Oh, okay. It's let me know that hey, time's running out. It's weird, okay. but uh, she seeks medical uh, expertise. Like took her to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought it's some mental. Uh, they thought that like, she had like lesions on her brain, maybe or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so they started doing like. Uh, the MRIs and back then seventies MRI machines is so Jeez. scary. You like, you know, and um, that was in the beginning yeah, of that movie. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, there's um, so they they do all that. They do that one thing where they 
like get some blood from her. Do the biopsy almost. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the blood squirts and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my question to you is this: mm-hmm. uh, Do you like this woman? Was not she's an atheist. She was not a believer uh, in at the all. Movie that yeah, well, mom... she, the, but they didn't say that she was an atheist. She just wasn't a believer. She didn't believe. She's probably more agnostic. Okay, didn't have a belief here nor there. Yeah, and so. Her going to the church she was essentially the last resort, you know. Uh-huh. And so, uh, but she went science medical. It has to be some medical, chemical, or something like that. And then finally, she's like, I'm out of options. It has to be the devil, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, is it is her progression as, like, and how it just, like, ran her down? Is that a little accurate? Of- yes, I think it is. I think... Um- from what I hear from uh, people who are people who do go through that process and actually have their children be exercised or seek spiritual help, they usually are people that will. Well, of course, the people who are spiritual they'll do it in the beginning, but people who go through yeah, let's test the brain, let's test this. That is the, that is sort of like the procedure. I mean, that's that's the way it kind of works out. Um, I think that was pretty normal. I think that was pretty accurate. I think I think I think that's also what made the film successful. Like it was believable. So, like I said, if you don't believe in catharsism, you wouldn't know about exorcisms, or you wouldn't believe in exorcisms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they believe there's a certain ritual that you follow, and you know, and, and there's some other harmful things in an exorcism, like yeah. Emily Rose demonstrated a little bit of that with the, I think they call it inuflections or something like that, where you drop to your knees throughout the day. And as a matter of fact, the person, if you look up, I think her real name was like Mary something. Yeah, yeah. And she had like, like damaged kneecaps, her autopsy, damaged kneecaps, because I think she was the last person to actually die in the 70s from an exorcism. Yeah, and then uh, you mentioned something too. Uh, the uh, priest, real quick, uh, uh-huh. before we stop it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the priest, real quick, uh, he says, because she asked about, she needs an exorcism, the mom said, and the priest said, well, we used to do it back in the old days, but now, you know, with with, uh, yeah. with medical and knowing more about mental illnesses, you know, that is something that we don't believe in, essentially. But they did, at the end, believe that this is what it is but yeah because oh i'm sorry because if you look at the history of uh people with mental disorders they used to think everybody who had a mental disorder was possessed by the devil so exorcisms were like like a dime a dozen like right. if you looked in the rolodex or in the yellow pages it would be half the book yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and then but, but then they became kind of with medical treatment and start diagnosing yeah. stuff better. And then people were like abused. You're going to always have some yeah. bad preachers. Yeah. They, would, they would abuse it and take your money and hurt the woman and, yeah. you know, do all these. So oh, we got yeah, to, we got to wrap. Uh, but yeah, last thoughts. All right. Last thoughts. Uh, real quick. Great movie. One of the best of all time. Uh, set the, the stage up for horror. So I'm very thankful for the exorcist. All right. Same here. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. And thanks for listening.